Welcome to the Top Secret Wedding Podcast. And today's top secret tip is if you charge for the experience instead of hourly, you're going to be able to do your best work. Want to learn why you should shift your mindset from hourly to experience? Listen to this episode. This is the Top Secret Wedding Podcast, where we share top secret tips to help you take your wedding game to the next level. I'm Annika, and I'm a wedding coordinator, enthusiast, and venue manager for one of the best venues in Idaho. I'm Chris, and I'm a DJ, master of ceremonies, and all-around lover of weddings. We're on a mission to improve weddings and wedding professionals everywhere. So I'm actually really excited to talk about this today, but what we're talking about is shifting your mindset from being hourly driven to experience driven instead. I love it. Uh, and I'm a little bit worried because I'm kind of passionate about this and I hope I don't rant, but I think it is so important to focus on the experience, especially in our industry over yeah. the hourly rate. Totally, totally. Well, and kind of where this whole thing became for me was, you know, I work for LaBelle Lake and I work, you know, I'm not the owner. I work for the owners. And but you basically run it. like Right, yeah. right, right. But a lot of what I started evaluating my worth was, wasn't necessarily what I was producing, but how many hours I was putting into work. Yeah. And so there were so many times when I started, you know, shifting to that and being like, oh, well, I, I haven't put in eight hours today. Like, that's my worth. I'm not, I'm not providing things. Yeah. And that was a really big uh, mental shift because it came to this realization that it's not as much about, you know, the quantity of hours that you do, but the quality of work you put out. Yeah. And so, you know, you need time to get projects done and work, but really, is it more beneficial to put in eight hours of iffy work right. like hey i'm maybe doing some stuff i'm trying to find things to do or is it more beneficial to do like two solid hours of work and you know give a great product a hundred percent because i think you know you think about like there are people that are like i worked so hard today yeah but did, were you effective exactly did you accomplish what you were after and i think sometimes you know i i don't know about you but one of the reasons that I love my job is because I'm, at least during the week, I'm a little bit more flexible. Yeah. Because I'm after I'm after the end goal, not after putting time in. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, let's not let's not kid around. We have to put in the hours. There's time right, you have to course. put in. But um, if your goal is to be hourly you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, no, I agree. It is definitely a balance. You know, you have to have the hours dedicated to work. It does right. take hours. But if you have that mindset, like you said, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. And I honestly think you're limiting yourself. Right. Because if you get into the mindset of, okay, well, I need to put in four hours today. What am I going to do? You know, you're going to be bored. You're not going to be satisfied. Yeah. It's not going to be what's best for the business. And so it's so much better to be, you know, experience oriented than just hourly. Yeah. So another way to look at this is um, you, I mean, you should definitely organize your time during the day, right? Yeah. It shouldn't yeah. just be only, I'm not looking at the clock. Like you should organize your time. But 
Um, if you're experience oriented, you're going to put in the time necessary to get the job done. And done well. Yes. Exactly. As opposed to if you feel like you have to fill four hours. Mm -hmm. it's. I mean, I don't, I, I worked at KFC when I was in college. Yeah. And I'm grateful to have worked there because I know I never want to work fast food again. Right. Like the hourly thing, like I've worked a number of hourly jobs and I just, it didn't feel good. Whereas right. at the end of the night, I'm so tired after working a wedding. But I feel good. Right, exactly. Well, and there's just so many times too, you know, office day instead of wedding day where I will have maybe put in, you know, three or four hard hours. Yeah. But it wasn't an <clears throat> hourly goal. It was more so like, okay, I have this goal to finish this project today. Yeah. And I feel tenfold more um I just fulfilled. Fulfilled. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah. Uh, pregnancy brain. It's sure. Real. <laughs> um, but I feel so much more fulfilled. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm able to talk to my husband. And when he's like, how was your day? It's like, oh, I got this project done and I nailed it and it's good. Instead yeah. of just like, oh, well, I don't know. I just kind of did little things to right. my time. Yeah. You, know? you took ownership of it. Exactly. And it feels so. I think. Um, also, another way to look at this is the money side of things. So, um, if you if you charge hourly, you're going generally you're going to make less than if you charge per the experience. Yes. Um, and in fact, I when I go through my sales process, I sell it that way. I sell the experience over the hourly thing, and so I say. Um, I don't charge hourly. I'm there for mm -hmm. as long as you need, which is kind of flies in the face of how most DJs charge. Right. Most DJs are like, I'm $150, $250 per hour and $300 over time if you want extra hours on the day of. Mm -hmm. And for me, it doesn't make sense when I, when I back up. It doesn't make sense because you're not charging for just those hours. Mm -hmm. The the money that they're paying you should be money that's being paid over the whole experience. The planning, the driving, the setup, the takedown, yeah. the follow-up, all of those things need to be included in your whole pricing structure. And if you're ignoring those and you're giving an hourly fee, in my mind, the only reason to charge hourly is to allow less expensive clients to come your way. Right. No, I totally agree. Well, and I feel like, too, I've had this experience where I've worked with other vendors who charge hourly, and I feel like majority of the times, all it does is leave a bitter taste in their mouth because they they go right to the math of like, oh, well, I'm only getting paid this much an mm -hmm. hour. Or they're like, okay, I charged this much per hour, but that didn't include my driving time. That didn't include my setup right. time. And they get kind of bitter. Yeah. And, you know, if they flipped it and just charged for the whole experience, their whole mind shift would be shifted, you know? Yeah. So the way that I try and, and price it is I look at what I need to make mm -hmm. for the year. Um, and as wedding vendors, we have, we have limited capacity to work, right. Right? right? We can only work so many days. I mean, there are, there's one DJ that I know that works almost every day. Ooh. I know. And he's nuts, but he, he does it. <laughs> Yeah. Every other person in the wedding industry that I know, they typically do two days, two wedding days a week yeah. during yeah. the season. Um, and so I look at how many days I have, how much I need to make, and I price each day accordingly. Yeah. Um, and 
if you do that, then you stop worrying so much about the hourly because now you're making as much as you need to on that day instead of allowing your clients to dictate how much you're going to make per hour. Because if you if you spend 20 hours, um, let's be conservatives, 20 hours pre-wedding and five hours post-wedding working yeah. on that wedding, the thousand dollars, two thousand, five thousand, whatever you're making on the wedding day is divided between all of that. So if yeah. a client, instead of getting the thousand dollar package, gets the bare minimum five hundred dollar package, you may spend a little bit less time working up front before the wedding, but they've just lowered your hourly rate over all hours worked. Right. I always like to think of this, um, especially with like photographers. Yeah. You know, because so much of their work is done after the wedding with yeah. editing the photos. Right. And so again, if you offer a lower or an hourly rate, you're still, you know, you're still a photographer that wants to give off the best product. Right. So really, you're just allowing the client to pay you less. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. It, it, so, yeah, we'll, we'll get to my pet peeves here in a minute. But um, <laughs> another thing that, that you should be looking at is your efficiency, right? Yes. So like we said at the very beginning, just working a lot of hours doesn't mean you're efficient. Right. So efficient. <laughs> I've said efficient so many times this year and now I'm saying efficient. So it doesn't mean that you're efficient just because you're working a lot of hours. So you should be right. looking at your processes and making sure that the things that you're doing are effective, right? Yes. So yes. for example, one tiny little thing that I realized this last year, um, I always write up love stories for my couples. Mm -hmm. Um but I realized that since I've done so many of them, I can, for the most part, talk through it. Yeah. So I use speech to text on my phone yeah. and it takes less than half the time. I could sit and type it out. And yeah. I do. I go back through it, which I did before as well. But now I just, it takes me less than half the time. So just because you're working hard doesn't mean you're working effectively. Um, and you want to make those hours that you do work, you want to make them work for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, work smarter, not harder. Right. Like it's. You want to make them work for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, well, and I think too, you know, one of the beauties of being in this industry is having quite a bit of flexibility. Yeah. And so one of the things that I always think of is, okay, you know, I have a goal, you know, of course I do need to try to put in X amount of hours a week. Right. Um, But there's just no point if they're not good hours. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how many times I've thought, okay, well, I could either sit here and try to force myself to put in some hours right. or I could honestly be more effective to myself and go get my grocery shopping done or do whatever to set myself up so mentally yeah. when I do work, I'm at work 100%. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's easy to be like, oh, well, I need to put in these hours and you're like there. But, but you're not there. But you're not there. Yeah. And that's only, you know, a disservice to you and your product. Yep. So. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, it's it's a big shift in mindset. It is. Because oh, it is. <laughs> I would say 90% of the industry charges per hour. Yeah. Um, and there is some, you know, like catering that doesn't charge per hour, they charge per plate, which makes a whole lot of sense right. to me, right? But, right. Um, but caterers, I would say, are probably more keen on how, um, how much they're charging per hour. They have to be a lot closer with their numbers because yeah. their cost of goods is so high. But for the rest of us where our talent is our goods, like yeah, yeah. you you really, it's a big shift, but I'll tell you, 
my stress level has gone down, mm -hmm. my rates have gone up, and my quality of products has gone way up as well mm -hmm. when I shifted from hourly. Well, I don't know that I ever did hourly. But when I realized that my the experience is what I was after, that's when right. I really was able to to bump up my quality mm -hmm. and prices. You shouldn't just bump up your prices, but quality should right. go up. You too. should but, make sure the quality's there. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, pet peeves. Pet peeves. I'll just say this is my one pet peeve. Photographers, I love you. I've said this on the podcast podcast before, but um, when a couple has to rearrange their timeline mm -hmm. because. They only paid for six hours for the photographer. Yeah. Uh, and it's hard. The, the other thing that's that's not seen often is, so the photographer, a big trend, um, I think it's dying out, but a big trend was doing a fake send-off. Yeah. And then the photographer leaves. What the photographer doesn't see is that that kind of ends the party. It does. It totally does. Yeah. So in all of my experience, whenever there is a fake send-off, you know, they do the fake send-off. They come back, but it's kind of like... It's not the same. It's the okay for guests to leave. Right. You know, and so it's just not the same. It's it's not. So it really, it hurts me actually. It makes me, it, I get angry it's about it. It's paid. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of does because this couple, they're getting married once. Right. Even, yeah, they're getting married once and they've spent a lot of money for per guest for this event. Mm -hmm. And to have to change everything because yeah. so I get the flip side. Right. Well, right. if they wanted to protect their day, then why didn't they just pay a hundred, two hundred dollars more to have me? Okay. Why don't you just charge two hundred dollars more on every wedding right. and then you make the money? Well, and that's the thing too, is again, you know, our clients more often than not, they haven't done this before. They don't yeah. know. And so, you know, you know, weddings are obviously expensive. They're looking for ways to save and they don't understand the, the impact, the impact that yeah. that makes. Yeah. yeah. So, so, um, look at it. I mean, yeah. this will be released during the off season. Look at it and see what the pricing is. Put together a spreadsheet and see what your pricing would like, would look like. See how many hours you'll, you'll work versus how much you'll make mm -hmm. and price it out both ways and yeah. see if it's worth it. It might not be worth it for you, um, but for me and for people that have gone this way, it has been exponentially yeah. worth it. Well, and I just think one last thing with that is, you know, a lot of times if it does turn hourly, um, you know, the clients, they start to protect their finances. Be like, oh, well, is that going to cost me more? Is that going to be an extra hour? Should I ask this? Should I not? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. And it's just it's just so much easier if it is all the experience. It's all included. Hey, you know, yeah, we can do this. And you've got me all day. Like, yep. it's just just something to consider. Yeah. So that's so also that's not to say that you shouldn't have extras that they can purchase. For sure. They can purchase extras. Um, but it the the core um, one of my, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite people, his name is Brian B. Um, he talks about what do you need to give your best work? Right. And you should not allow your clients to dictate that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I love that. That's really, strange. right. Can you say that one more time? Yeah. You should not let your dict, your clients dictate what your best work is. Yeah. And, um, what was the second part of it? I don't remember. Yeah. Go back and listen to it. Apparently it was good. It um, was good. Yeah. So 
But it is important to give yourself the opportunity to do the best work for your clients. Otherwise, why are you doing it? (laughs) I just, I've never understood that. So Yeah. 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 Charge for the experience. Don't charge hourly and get more out of life. Yeah, exactly. Get more out of life. Yeah. So, so okay. Okay. Well, we'll see you next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Top Secret Wedding Podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review us, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>